This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here, and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 165 for this Friday, the 9th of February. Have to say, I think February's moving quite nicely. Would you agree? Maybe not. So, how was your week? Hope it went well and enjoyed the bank holiday Monday as well. Sadly, though, there was a spate of car break-ins in town over the bank holiday weekend, which isn't good. Remember to lock your car and remove your valuables as well. Irish Water were also carrying out repairs in some parts of the town this week. You may have seen them on the roads. Planning permission for an 80-metre-high telecommunications tower at Clomel Commercial's JA Grounds was refused by the council this week. Outdoor gym equipment has also been requested for Mulcahy Park in town. I think that's a great idea. Have a workout while walking the dog. We also found out this week that a new performance space is to be installed at the Friary Car Park. I know the plans have been made up there. And finally, the hospital in town is still fairly chocker at the emergency department. Once again, we've been asked to only attend if it is a genuine emergency. So, what is coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast? Well, a chat to Phyllis Whelan on growing up in town, working at the Ocean and Ritz Cinemas, and being involved in the Dolphin Swimming Club. I've also got news on a table quiz from Bella Voce Choir, a Take That Westlife tribute come to the coachman, plus jobs and lots more on the way. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, Raheem House have a wedding fair coming up, and I popped over to the hotel to find out more from General Manager... Claire Flanagan. I've come to the fabulous Raheen house and I'm joined by General Manager Claire Flanagan. Welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, Claire. Thank you very much. Delighted you came down. You're very welcome. Well, I heard about the fantastic wedding showcase that is coming up here at Raheen. Give us the details, please. So on the on Saturday, the 17th of February, we're opening up the house um, just to showcase the rooms, the facilities we have here. People that have already booked in or people that might have the ring after Valentine's Day that are thinking of getting married this year or maybe next year. It's just a way really to um, to show them what we do. We, we, we don't really need to sell Raheen House because it is brilliant. As you know yourself, you got married here. Um, the grounds are fantastic. The food is superb. And um, it's just a way to introduce people to Raheen that have never been here before. What else can they expect? So there's a couple, as you said, thinking about getting married. What can they expect from the showcase? They'll see the setup of the tables. We'll have some rooms open. The, the bridal suites will be open. We'll do small tasters of food for canopies when they arrive. They'll get to see table setups. They'll see how we lay out rooms for ceremonies. They'll get to see the gardens if they want to get married outside, which is a Nearly 99% of all brides now would like to get married outside, which is great because we can facilitate them in four gardens. So they get to see all of that and we'll walk them through everything like that then on the day. How does that work? Is it a marquee? No. No, not at all? No. We, uh, we put, a trade secret? Yeah, we put the, we put the child of Prague out there and um, <laughs> you'll see us running with all their chairs and it's set up exactly like a, like a, it's a proper ceremony, obviously. Red carpet, Guests go up, altar, everything is there. They just have to pick the garden. So it, it is, it's it's very weather dependent. Um, we did get caught once or twice last year, but we, we do have a, a small marquee for guests to go under if it does rain, if it does, but usually not. It's, it's, it's outdoor, outdoor. And you mentioned the gardens here. I mean, they are fabulous, aren't they? Oh, they're absolutely brilliant and they're beautiful any time of the year. In October, we had weddings in October. We had them... 
you know, we've we've some of the trees that are lit up, but the the grounds, the the garden at the back of the ballroom would be my favourite. Um, a lot of people like the walled garden, so it's up to the couple which garden they like. You know, we were trying to get an altar and all in the walled garden, but it's actually a listed garden. Ah, okay. So. I was trying to get our gardener to put in a tree, but no, we can't do that either. Everything in here is listed because it's such an old building. So, but we just, we, it's set properly for the wedding. You know, everything is, is, it's like you're getting married in a church. There's no drink, as I say to them. And some people are, it's a legal ceremony. They're legally getting married and they're outdoors. It's beautiful, beautiful. And when is the showcase taking place again and what time is it on it? It's starting on Saturday the 17th of February and it's on from 12.30 until 3 o'clock. So we have a few, you know, we've quite a few couples booked in already, but if anybody wanted to come in, they, they can ring or email or just pop in and, and have a word. I'll be here, Trish will be here, Davy, Cathy, Shania, we're, we're all eager to go eager to go yeah and you've been with the hotel for many years haven't you well yeah i did work in i'm in the hospitality 29 years um so i started here in 2000 and january 2016 for covid then i left and i came back then last january um it would be the only hospitality industry based place i would come back and work in i really enjoyed i stand over the food it's it's unique as in, if you want to get married in Raheen House, you know the minute you come in the gate. Mm. For weddings of 70 or 80, the whole place is yours. Mm. It, there's not many hotels that do it. You won't meet Billy in the bar having a soup and glaring at your mother because he wasn't invited to the wedding. It's completely private for the wedding couple and all their guests and friends, which I love. That's what we, that's what swayed us. When we were getting married, we knew that we had a guest list of about 80 people anyway, and we knew that the hotel was ours, and there wasn't, say, two or three weddings on at the same time in different parts of the hotel. No, it. I mean, it's such an expensive day. It's a memorable day. We try to make it that it is their house. They can decorate it the way they like. They they have access to all their rooms. And as I said, they're, they're, there's no locals sitting at the bar looking at them when they're trying to enjoy with their guests mm-hmm. and all. And I absolutely love that. There really isn't many places around South Tipperary. There is Kilchain House, but that will be on a massive, bigger scale. But I always compare this to, to that because mm. of the grounds and the exceptional food and staff. And many events, of course, over the last couple of years on at Raheen House. I know when next we meet's held here, isn't it, as well? It sure is. We're doing it again this June Bank Holiday weekend. We have when next we meet, and it's actually going to be bigger again. So they're putting up a bigger stage and more local artists, which is fantastic. I mean... I have to say, Kamida, David Angel, is a great supporter of Raheen House Hotel. He really is. I know David for about 20 years. He always gives us what we need, and we work with him then to make sure that it's a success. We do the Theatre Guild. We do all the confirmations. We're booked out for confirmations and communions this year again, which is brilliant. It's really an emphasis on the food that they get and the service that they get, I think. Um, you know when you come to Raheen, you're not going to go home hungry. I hope not. Or you're not going to go home dissatisfied. Because um, we take it very, very serious. You know, the, the hospitality industry is dying on its feet at the moment. But what the boys and, and the chefs do in the kitchen, they do it well. Mm. You know, and that, that, that's the main thing. 
few years ago, I came to see the 40 Towers dining experience. Is there any chance of that returning at all to Raheen House? Yes, there is. Oh, um, I actually worked for one of them and my God, oh, the, the chefs, I didn't even tell the chefs that they, they were just wondering what was breaking outside and why there was a fly in somebody's soup. It's, it's hilarious, it's isn't it? It really, really is. Really and it brings the community and the wider community in together again. Mm. Instead of having to travel to Cork or a city or something, you can just come, do it, watch it, have your dinner, have a drink and go home and, and, and after enjoying it. And that, that's the main thing for us. Everything like like singing chefs and forty towers <laughs> and um, the trotters. Uh, yes. The only fools and horses. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. They, they'll definitely, definitely be be on our radar next week. And how the takeaway Sunday lunch is going? Brilliant. Really? Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of people don't even know about them. They're they're advertised online, but they can always ring. We'd always have a menu. Um, and it's served between twelve o'clock and one o'clock of a Sunday. It has to be tight because we are extremely busy, thank God, for Sunday lunches still. So, um, I mean, you get a two-course Sunday lunch takeaway for 18 euro. Fantastic. You know, or mm. you get a three-course for 22 euro. You're, you know, you go to McDonald's and you'd pay that for two Happy Meals. Yeah. So it's doing brilliantly, thank God. Yeah, yeah. And of course, to keep up to date with uh, Raheen House Hotel, check out the social media pages on the website, no doubt. Please do. Um, it's all, we're, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have... Instagram and thank God our reviews are very good again on in, uh, on TripAdvisor. They've increased by thirty eight percent in a year. So, sorry but surely people are coming back, and we just want them to enjoy their experience at Raheem. How was the coursing? We we just finished that. Was that busy here? Very. Really? We're, we're very lucky. Everybody that stays here stays all the time. Before they even have their last bean in the morning, they're booking in for next year. So. Um, they always say it's like coming home. They're coming home. They have the same rooms. They have the same routine. But they do put a lot of money into Clomel as well. You know, it's it's not many people like it. But, you know, they're here. They're here to stay. It's money into the, the pocket in Clomel. And anything like that is, is it's good for the town, you know. All right, Claire, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you. Thank you, Claire. Now, love this idea, and well done, Robbie Fitzgerald, who has set up a free stuff Facebook page. So, if you're thinking about getting rid of something, advertise it first on Robbie's free stuff Facebook page and pass it on to someone else who may get good use from it. Love the idea. Well done again, Robbie. A healthy food made easy class is coming to the Clonmel Community Resource Centre next Monday. That's the 12th of February from 1.30 to 3.30pm. This is where you learn to cook healthy meals on a budget and have fun doing it. If you'd like to pop along, you can contact Catherine on this number, 052-612-9143, or email healthycommunities at clonmelcrc.ie. The fabulous Bella Voce Choir are having a table quiz and raffle at the Coachman Bar on Thursday the 7th of March. It all starts at 8.30pm. Table of four, €20. Euros. There'll be great prizes. And of course, on Bella Voce Choir, lots of crack as well. And all are welcome to attend there. Now, staying with the Coachman, where it all seems to be happening in town at the moment, what about this? Back for good, a Take That and Westlife tribute is coming there on Friday the 15th of March. Get more details on their social media pages. I want you back for good. Stick to the day job, Mark. Mm. GAA Rounders is coming to Marlefield GAA Club very soon. It's for under-14s and under-16s, boys and girls. Get more info and contact details on their social media pages too. 
An evening of psychic mediumship with Sandy McSweeney is coming to Bennigan's Bar on Wednesday, the 27th of March at 7.30pm. Tickets are €10 from the bar. The Clonmel Lions Club, in association with Bernardo's, Clonmel are holding a gala lunch featuring the Clonmel Concert Band at the Talbot Hotel on Sunday, the 11th of February, this coming Sunday. Tickets are €50 from hotel reception by cash, and it all starts at 1pm. If you're a fan of Ray Houghton back in the day, you'd be glad to know an evening with the soccer legend is coming to Kate Ryan's bar. Tickets are 20 euros from behind the bar, or if you go to their Facebook page, you'll find out who you can contact there as well. It'll be an evening of questions and answers, interviews with Ray, and you'll get a meet and greet with proceeds going towards the hospice. Feathered AC are having a trail half marathon this coming Sunday, the 11th of February, starting from the Gashouse Bridge car park. This will be a nice little warm-up for the Clonmel Trail Half Marathon that takes place on Saturday the 24th of February. All the details on both races are on the Feathered AC Facebook page. Now, speaking of running, the Kilsheelan 10-mile run will take place on Sunday the 17th of March. Race time is 10am, prize money up to a grand, and entry fee is €22.50, which includes online registration. Now, to register... Go to Kilsheelan 10 Mile 2024, it's your slash register. Clonmel World Music present Breath, as seen on the Tommy Tiernan Show at Jerry Moynihan's Bar on Thursday, the 22nd of February. Tickets are 20 euros from clonmelworldmusic.com. Oh, yes, a Tina Turner tribute is coming to Hotel Manila on Easter Sunday night. That's the 31st of March. Tickets are €25 on sale now at Hotel Reception on 052 6122 or through their website. That'll be a great gig. Don't forget Nature Therapy Island are holding their forest bathing walks at Crotty's Lake on Sunday the 17th of March and Sunday the 21st of April. More on their social media pages there. Reiki specialist and holistic therapist Sarah McCormack has a Feb special on angelic healing and angel card guidance for €60. That's great value. Now, to book your appointment, call this number 087-700-1094 or check out Sarah McCormack Healer Instagram page. The Southeastern Mental Health Forum are holding a session at the Clonmel Involvement Centre at 25 Gladstone Street on Wednesday the 14th of February from 5.30 to 7pm. If you'd like to attend or just find out more, you can call this number 086-781-2951 or email semhforum at hse.ie. The South Tipperary Parent Hub are holding a free first aid course at the Clonmel Resource Centre in Kickham Street on Friday the 16th of February between 11am and 1pm. This is limited to 15 people, so to book your place, call Megan on this number 86 or email tip.parentshub at bernardos.ie. OK, this has to be the best value for money gig in town at the moment. Clon Melody's Flow, featuring Dave Hasty, Vale and Eve Whelan, is coming to Baker's Bar on Thursday, the 7th of March at 8pm. Admission is just not 10, not 9, not 8, not 7, not 6, but 5 euros. Wow, 5 euros from Eventbrite. If you love your Lego, then you'll love the Clonmel Brick Show. It's returning to the Talbot Hotel on Sunday, the 21st of April. Get more information on the Talbot Hotel Facebook page. 
Clomel Tidy Towns are holding a clean Clomel collaboration where they'll partner with one organisation each month for a two-hour litter picking event. If your business, club or community would like to get involved, go to Clomel Tidy Towns' Facebook page. Love that idea. If you like walking and love talking, why not join the Clonmel Walkers and Talkers? They're a social group that meet once a week for leisurely walk and, you guessed it, talk. All adults and walking abilities welcome, and it happens every Thursday morning at the Clonmel Resource Centre in Kickham Street. For more information, give Mary Anna Bell on this number, 085-271-1689, or email maryannsp at clonmelcrc.ie. A one-day play event is coming to Hillview Sports Club this coming Sunday, the 11th of February, with bouncy castles, inflatables, giant games, music, and lots more. The price, great value, this, €10 per child. Get more details on how you can get your tickets by going to electricpartyrentals.ie. Now, fancy a walk or run tomorrow? Don't forget the Clonmel Park run and walk is on from the Gas House Bridge at 9.30am. All are welcome to come along and enjoy the walk or run. I was trying to get something to rhyme there, but it didn't work. <laughs> Could you tell? The Clonmel Podcast Job Spot. Now, jobs this week, what do we got? Well, Duggan's Jewelers, where I got my ear pierced when I was 16 years old. Wow, that was a long time ago, and I thought I was very cool back then. I think it was one of those... Do you remember those sleepers with the cross hanging down? Yeah, I know, very Madonna. But I'm digressing here. They're looking for someone to work one to two days a week and to cover holidays and the odd Saturday. You can drop in your CV if interested there. DVA in town are looking for a retail supervisor. Must be available to work midweek and weekends. If interested, drop in your CV or email clonmel at dv8fashion.com. Tots and teens are looking for early years educators, full and part-time. QQI level 5 childcare required. Minimum one-year employment in childcare settings. For more, email Aoife at clonmelcrc.ie. That's Aoife at clonmelcrc.ie. Hickey's Bakery in town. They're looking for a baker. Evening, nighttime hours. You can send your CV to hickeysbakery at gmail.com. Shaw Hall are looking for a truck van mechanic. If interested, email your CV to info at shawhall.ie. The Junction Cafe are looking for a kitchen deli assistant. Full or part-time, you can drop in your CV or email it to junctioncafe18 at gmail.com. And finally, Pet Planet are looking for a retail assistant. Part-time, Previous retail experience required. If you think this job is for you, email your CV to info at petplanet.ie. That's info at petplanet.ie. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clonmel Podcast, just email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. Now, time for this week's interview, and I caught up with Phyllis Whelan for a chat. The Clonmel Podcast. Phyllis, we got quite a bit to cover, but let's start at the beginning, right, and right. go back to where, where in town are you from? I'm originally from 32 Haywood Road. 32 Haywood yeah, Road. Haywood Road. I was born there. And how long were you there for? Uh, we were there, I say, I was about 10 when we moved to Barden Park. About 10 years old? I was about 10. What was the Haywood Road like in those days? It was actually people talking, Timmy Dwyer and all. You know Timmy? Uh, we go, always Delilah. the Kerry Roads, excuse me. My dad said the same thing, always yeah, called the Kerry Roads. Kerry Roads. Mm. So it must be something to do with the English soldiers or something, ah, you know. Ah, OK. But, uh, yeah, I was born there. I made my communion in Haywood Road. And we'd only two bedrooms. So I used to have to sleep inside my two brothers in the bed. And my two sisters used to sleep at the end of me mum and dad's bed. Go away. Honestly. <laughs> We'd only a kitchen and two bedrooms. No way. Yeah. 
So how many was in the family then? Uh, seven. Seven in a tube. You wouldn't have that today, would you? No. Well, you wouldn't really, no. no. Well, no. My dad's um, and mum and five of us, you know. It's so funny, really. But I used to sleep inside the bed with me two brothers. But, um, and what about playing out and everything? Did you play out along the Hayward Road when you were younger? Well, I'll tell you, um, there, weren't, there was no cars hardly there then, you know. Mm. There was a little, there was um, a broken house down at the end. The other little houses are closed up below in Barrett's, yeah. you know, opposite where I used to live. Well, there was a broken house there and we squinned there. Mm. And there was also a tree down at Mr. Road. And this woman used to be collecting offal for her pigs. And she used to go up to me, Mammy. Mammy used to keep the offer. She used to say, are you looking for that young one? She's hanging out of the tree down there. That was trouble. And did you have any friends you hung around with back then? Oh, God, yeah. Loads of friends we went to school with and all. Mm, I mm. absolutely hated school the day I started. Did you? What and school did you go to? I went to the sisters. Okay. But I hated it. Why? The, um, I don't know. I hate because we were always getting killed and all, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah, the, the nuns and all. Sister Breed was very cross, you know. Mm. But um, as I said, um, Miss Caulfield was a lovely teacher, and there was also a Mrs. Lanigan. She was Miss Holland before she married Lanigan. Did a shop down at the end of near the AC Hall, down around that way somewhere. Oh, okay. But she was very good to me, and she was always helping me and all. You know, she was a very good teacher. I loved her. So you couldn't yeah. wait to get out of school? Oh, I couldn't wait. No, I couldn't <laughs> wait. I've done my primary cert. There you go. I've done my primary and I passed it. There you go, you see. And um, Miss Carvage used to be saying, please don't leave, you know. So anyway, she wrote the Ten Commandments was on in the Ocean Cinema. Mm -hmm. And she arrived in with the whole, the whole class of children. No way. Yeah. Now she said, you watch Phyllis, she said, serving ye. And how quick she's able to make up and all. And then tell her she's a fool, she left school. Let, let's take you back to the Oshin Cinema first of all, right? It's where the old Heaton's building is, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So when you walked in through those doors, can you describe what you would see? Well, there's just a place where you go upstairs or downstairs. Right. You know, and um, I think it's this way was upstairs. And Mr. Symes' office was up there as well, the man who owned, who was the manager. And there was a Miss O'Shea worked there. And who worked in the office with the tickets at times was Peggy O'Grady. She kept married Fatima. Mm. And um, me, O'Donnell, there was a lot of little women worked inside. I, I don't know some of their names now. Me, O'Donnell was one of them anyway. Then I remember Desi Dell. And I remember Cecil Kinsler. They used to be shown the films. So they were like the projectionists? Yes, were they? Yeah. 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 And they all used to come into the shop if I was working in the small shop outside, you know, for the chat before they go to work. And uh, the next thing, anyway, Jimmy Manny used to always come in. Now, Jimmy was a lovely bloke. Jimmy was married to Carol. But uh, Dano, we used to call the other fella, uh, he was more stricter, you know. He kind of, you know, he wouldn't bother coming in, you know. But even if he saw him, you know, if there was a good film on a big queue, they'd be going up each side, you know. Mm. And, um, oh, he'd keep him in line, you know. Jimmy was the opposite. Jimmy was only 16, like. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, but... Dano was very cross. And then I think he, went, he used to be in the Ritz as well. He used to be down there. And there's also another man used to be in the Ritz. Del Hunty was his name, I think. Okay. He came from Connolly Park. I remember him in the Ritz. So you worked in the Ritz and the Ocean? Yeah, if he was stuck for someone in the Kaisk to sell the Swedes, he'd say to me, you're in the Ritz tonight, you know. How did you get the job in... 
The O'Sheen Festival. I applied for it. Okay, and how old were you? 14. 14? 14, yeah. And I still have my reference somewhere upstairs they no gave me when way. I left it. Did you get to watch the films before anybody else? No, not really. But you could go in, um, like, um, if there was someone else in the shop, if Betty Tobin used to work in the outside shop with me, but she never bothered. She didn't want to be working in the Kaisk, but I love the Kaisk. So there's a shop outside and a shop and inside. inside. Oh. Everyone would be passing in. It's my fella gone in. It's with another one. <laughs> I said, do you know? I said, I can't be watching them all. I said, I'm trying to serve. I couldn't tell you. I said, I didn't see him, you know. And was the Ocean a busy cinema? Oh, it was very, a very popular cinema. Really? Yeah. More than the Ritz or...? Well, the Ritz was... Um, it's a different type of cinema? Yeah, the Ocean, I think the balcony went, was up. Yeah. You know, but the Ritz went down the slant. From mm. the, you, you know, when you're up in the balcony in the Ritz, you went down the slant. So the Ritz was where, is where the Credit Union is Credit today? Credit Union, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Describe the Ritz. What was that like when you went in? The was Ritz, it much different well, than the, the Ocean? Well, the was just in, you go up the three little steps and mm. they used to sell the tickets here and the Kaisk from selling the sweets was there. So, like, everyone passed in, I saw them. Mm, mm. Some people went up the stairs, some people went into the stalls, we used to call them. All right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which did you prefer, the Ritz or the O'Sheen, working there? I preferred the O'Sheen, really, yeah. you know. Is, am I right in saying that the O'Sheen was more upmarket than the Ritz? Well, the Ritz kind of, um, there was a lot of people there and there in the green away and all went to the Ritz, but hardly no one had cars that time. Right. So mostly people coming down the way Irish Town and Haywood Roadside and all them places mm. would go to the Ocean. Okay. You could go down through Gary Moore. Ah. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. And also, am I right in saying that there used to be someone walking up and down the aisle selling ice creams and you, things like well, that? Um, now in later years, yes. Yeah. But when I was there, no. Okay, you had to get your things you outside. You had to get your things out. You, know, you had to get them in the cars. Outside, like, but in the cinema, you know. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think an uncle of mine may have worked in the Ritz, uh, Christy Whelan. I think I remember my dad talking about him working there, and uh, I think he was collecting the tickets off people. Would it that be right? Been, usually women were there to collect the tickets, mm. but it could be men too, you know, it could be men, you know. And then my dad but, tells a story as well, Phyllis, about some fella letting everyone in for a few. You mightn't have the proper price, and there's a few of you trying to get in. You might bung him a few, I don't know what it was, how much, well, and he'd let you in the back door. Yeah, and would you believe it? Not where I was. The man is they were very strict. Michael. So I told me, he went there, we, were, we used to go to see all the cowboy films. They were big, weren't they, back yeah, then? They yeah, they were, were very, the westerns. And then a lady lived in Barn Park, I won't mention her name, and her husband used to be there. And she'd have to her husband, look at him, Jack. He don't see the, the other fella come behind him with the gun. And of course, we'd be roaring left and we're all sitting behind her. And Michael Mann came, I'm telling you now, he said, if it's come down again, you're all going out the whole row. We'd be hysterically laughing at him, you know. Was there a lot of blackguards in the cinemas as well? Well, you'd get people firing. Off the balcony? Yeah, yeah, you would, yeah. <laughs> they, they'd either be blowing things there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which cinema went first? Did the Ocean go before the, Ocean the Ritz? The got burned in the 1960s. Did it really? The Ritz, um, I don't know what happened about the Ritz. Was there a fire there too, no? Or was there a... I don't know what happened about the Ritz, because I was in England for a few years, you see. Mm. And, um, but they used to use the Regal then, I think. Right. And you were saying, so you moved from the Hayward Road down to Barn Park? Barn Park. Did you mind moving down to Barn Park? Well, it's funny. Miss your friends and everything? Uh, 
You weren't too we far away. We had loads right? of friends in Bam Parkers. They were all new people. Kept this, you know. Mm. But uh, I used to go away. I used to be sent off the day I get me holidays from school. Um, my dad worked in the post office 48 years he worked no, there. Right. No, that would have been the old post office, I guess. The old post it? office, yeah. yeah. He was in the World War One, me dad. No way. He was, yeah. Oh, my God. He was God. married twice, you see. Yeah. And um, he was in World War One. He was a telegram boy down there. when He was He was only barely going on 14 as well. And um, then uh, when he was 16, I think, he had to go in the war. He was a postman then, I think. Mm. He was going to be trained as a postman. And then they were called up for the war. Mm. And, um, did, your, did your dad ever talk about experiences in the war? He was guest in France. No. He always told us that. Really? Yeah. He was guest in the trench, yeah, but he oh overcame my it. God. My dad was like your mm. own father. Mm. He was a very strong man. Mm. Mm. He mm. was never sick. He was always so yeah. strong, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and where, where in town would your dad have been from? Uh, my dad was from the Feathered Road. Feathered Road. They were. He was actually born in Clohean. Right. But then his parents came into Clanmel. Right. And they were living in the Feathered Road and Thomas Street, I think, you know. But um, so his he... father was a cooper. He used to make the barrels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he oh was, yeah. And uh, my nanny, she used to go down to the, the market mm. and um, she used to buy the bonnets. Mm. And she'd bring them home mm. and she'd go around with her pram and she'd collect all the offal. No and there was a lot of people, I can't mention names now. Yeah, of course. Lots of people living around her were very grand. Oh, but right, they'd be yeah. still cadging, you know, after right. money. <laughs> so she'd bring them on and she said, there's plenty of food in our house, she said, because yeah. I'm not stuck up right. and I'm not afraid <laughs> to, to go down and fatten up me pigs. And God. when she they when she'd have more um, grown up, then she'd bring them down and buy another load of bannocks. Wow. And fattened them up. Wow. Yeah. So you went to Barn Park. Went to Barn Park and we couldn't get over it. We kept running up and down the stairs because we never had the stairs. <laughs> and we never had a bat. We, my mum had a big um, tin bat out mm. in the back. Right. And she had to boil the water and she'd, she'd wash the, the three girls first. <laughs> then she'd call in the two boys and she'd bat them as well. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone had the same bath and water back then, didn't they? That was it. Get your brother or your sister in after you've been in. Someone else comes it. in yeah, after yeah. you've got out, rather, and that's it. Yeah. And um, did you enjoy your time in Barn Park growing up? I did all right, you know, but I, um, I walked kind of... Uh, I was walking in Sleeve Naman Hotel. I walked right. there. Um, mm. I'd done six 12-hour shifts there a week. Mm. I walked in Corden's Aluminium Factory. I see Richie Anderson living down the road there. Yeah. He worked there he worked, back and, in the um, day. Uh, Pat O'Neill, Pat mm. O'Neill, he was from the old bridge, he walked there. And um, uh, who else walked there? Um, that chap the Hopkins that died, Shawnee, mm. he walked there. And Anne Conroy, she was married to Michael Keeley, she died. She was, we were great friends and she walked in Bulmers with me as well. I think half the town worked in Bulmers, didn't they? They did, yeah. My own parents did as well. They yeah. both worked in Bulmers. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. they were there just for like the summer sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, seasonal, but... Everyone I speak to in the town seemed to have worked in... Bournemouth. And the boot factory. And the boot factory. Yeah. Did you work in the boot factory? No, but my younger sister and my other older sister, they worked in the boot factory, but then she joined me in Bulmers mm. when the boot factory closed down. Mm. Closed Sad down. to see It was happen. a big, big loss to Clanmail. Was there many employed in the boot factory, would you know? Oh, God, there were loads. Yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't be able to tell you offhand how many. But there were, I'd say there were loads and loads because there were so many floors. And they done a thing where you could bring, they give you the bits of the boots to bring home and you'd sew them up, I think. Yeah, no, they used to give them out to the people in the town. That's right. 
We often don't have mirror. I, I wouldn't be too fast with him though. <laughs> there was a woman across the road and she used to do a bag every night herself. Oh God. That was great though, all the same, wasn't it? If you think great. about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it but really you was. could get you could buy the shoes down there. Mm. They could buy their high heels and all. Mm. Now I I used to say to my eldest sister, I never really got on with her, mm. but I used to say to her, Will you get me a pair of shoes um for dancing, you know? And she mm. said, I won't. <laughs> she wouldn't get them for me. <laughs> so no, she wouldn't get them. <laughs> when you when you started going out in town, when you could go out, you're old enough to go out, where where did you go to socialise? Socialise. Well, we went to um we used to go to the hops first. Where was that now? Uh, in Mary Street, Neddy O'Donnell. Okay. He used to have the records. Right. And he used to have it on his own house as well. No in Plunk Terrace. <laughs> and um, the court, the courthouse. The courthouse. The Brown Bend. Do you ever remember them? No. Where, where were they? Please uh, tell me. They were over in Kickham Street. They were okay. the Brown Bend. They were all sisters and brothers. Okay. They played in the courthouse. And my dad was at the table one day and he said, I don't ever want to hear any ye up in court. Well, I said, I danced there. Oh, I'm sure you, uh, you did, he said. <laughs> Anywhere else you danced that you shouldn't have. <laughs> well, there was no judge there, I said. <laughs> so where was the courthouse? Uh, it was down where it is now. So, uh, so you could socialise in there? Yeah, they, they had a room that, they, you know, the oh. banjo's been, there's the charge going in and out. Yeah, go away. Yeah, yeah, and what yeah. about some of the bars in town? Can you remember what, what were um, around We used to go then? to the Flamingo, we used to call it. Where's that? That's Pollard's now, across from, uh, from uh, the so, County Hotel. Oh, no way. Yeah, we used to think when there, the Flamingos was called. Great name. In the back, you know, and um, dancing and, you know, and, and um, then they had the casino off of that. It was Irish dancing, mm, mm, you know. Mm. So. Um, different times. Uh, all they? different times. But they, they had um, a new, um, they got a new floor upstairs, I think, or downstairs in the Collins Hall one time. So they were having um, Irish dancing upstairs and the modern dancing downstairs. So, Would you remember the fair days in town as well? I do. <laughs> Come what, what were they like? Oh, my God, the smell in O'Connell Street. <laughs> Listen, I used to pal around with this girl. She was in school with me. Her name was Carmel Cohen. Mm. And she said to me, now, make sure you put your Weltons into your school bag. Mm. Now, I'll bring them home. She was doing time. I'll hide them in the hedge in the front. She was living in Gary Moore on the hill. She was adopted. Mm. 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 So... I'd have to rush me dinner because mm. there'd be a flood in the river, you know, in the quay. So she said, come on, we're going down first to see what's in the flood. And we were walking through the flood. The water used to go up over our wellness oh, and all. No way. And we'd go back up then in the fair day and the cows, they'd be all pooing around the streets. And so the main streets, would it? Yeah, they'd main kind of streets. And would there be many cattle there? Oh, my God, loads of uh, cattle and everything there. And um, all the... In under the west gate, along by the west gate, then your men used to have a shop sell all the copies and mm. you know, like different things used to sell, boyros and mm, mm, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mum used to always buy um, she'd buy a pound of uh, uh, mixed biscuits for us on the family. Does that be family allowance day? Mm, mm. She buy she went to Woolworths. You just get the broken biscuits. Years yeah, ago, I, I know. Think. Yeah, is that, is that there'd be every kind of biscuits. Yeah. Terry Kendi, my mum used to always admire. You know. Uh, she was, oh, she was beautiful, she was, but my mum would bring home all the biscuits. We'd be eating like bloody horses at the table. <laughs> <laughs> and was the fair day every week then? No, it? every month. Every month? Month, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah and was yeah, it a certain yeah. day, Thursday yeah. or Wednesday? Uh, it was the first, um, 
I think it was, I know, was it the first, um, I'm sure it was around Wednesday mm. or Tuesday. I'm not sure what day. But anyway, it was the same time as the family allowance mm. day, mm. you know. Probably the Tuesday it was probably. Isn't it funny though, Phyllis? I mean, we're here in Bayankany Drive where you yeah, are today. Yeah. And you'd remember then the shops that used to be along the Haywood Road. There was one right down the end, wasn't That's there? That's Molly Healy shop. That was Molly Healy's. Healy. Yeah, okay. yeah. But there also used to be another little shop. Mrs. Kavney used to have a little shop. Where? In her own little house. No, just down the Haywood Road as well? Yeah, in one of the little houses, Mrs. Kavney. And there was a, a, a tailor there, Miss Martin Clifford. He'd have been um, a father to Rini over in Barn Park. No way. Yeah. Then we had Theresa Mayer used to be in the shop across the road. Mm-hmm. They were all released to drones in Ireland. Oh, where, yeah, yeah Tommy Mars, as we'd know, Tommy yeah. Mars shop. Yeah, there. and Francis just walked there, and Teresa. Yeah, she walked there as well, but we saw it looking in the side window, and just all of the six many bars of chocolate, because mm. we never got them. Mm, yeah. But I always say to my mother, you know, when I make my communion, Mum, I said, I'm going to buy the green one, the peppermint crisp, and the Tiffin one. <laughs> I got three percent to them two bars of chocolate. Did you get them? I did. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Also, then you got the shop, the top of the Hayward Road, haven't you? That's Cronin's. And you used to work there, did you? I worked there for twenty-four years. Twenty-four years. Yeah, twenty-four oh, years. My. It was only a part-time worker I was, mm. but I was up in the morning when the children began on the bus to school. They used to go down to mm. St Peter and Paul's, and uh, Martin and Auntie went to St Peter and Paul's, and um, Claudia. I didn't have Natalie then. Uh, Claudia went to the sisters. Mm. So, um, yeah, I went up and um, they would really trust me. They'd only draw there was all the money. You mm. know what I mean? No tills. No, no tills right mm. at that. Do you remember then before the estate would have been built? Oh, I do remember. That just be Smith's. Uh, Billy Smith owned it all that land. All the fields? All them fields he did, yeah. No way. Yeah, Billy Smith, yeah. It's hard to imagine. I know you you probably can. I can't like remember. Me, it's there hard was crab trees and all in the Really, was, was it? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when you go up there um, where um, uh, the end house in there at Fatima, hmm. uh, when you go up there years ago, we're in the country. We thought we're in the country. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you think yeah, of it yeah. now. And Billy Smith had trees. He used to have the cows in the field. And he'd loads of crab trees because I was always eating bits of fruit. Everything I'd find. So we're going yeah. in and And you know, apples. we used to have this flower. It was called Sleeping Shamrock. We see that as well. <laughs> it's under one poison, but I was <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you had happy days growing up in the town. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. You know? And as I said, my dad walked in the post office and... Um, my dad, you know, um, my mum was the decorator and everything. She, she had a great pair of hands and she was immaculate clean. Mm, oh, my God. Mm. She was, if you went in there and you had a button hanging out of her coat, mm. she'd be sewing it while she's talking to you. <laughs> she couldn't stick to see a button hanging out of her coat. <laughs> yeah, but um, they were, they always, we always had a great Christmas in the line of food and all. Yeah. We'd always a marvellous Christmas, you know. My mum came to Newcastle right. and, of course, um, some of her brothers and all, they had the, the turkey, not turkeys, geese and, mm. and hens or chickens, whatever. So we always got two either geese or whatever you call them, geese. So or, you had food anyway yeah, on the table yeah, every and Christmas. and my mum always um, paid into Whelan's. We dealt there with years. used to be down near the Credit Union years ago. And we always, she always paid in for her ham and her leg of lamb. No way. Yeah. And I remember where this, the plate is still in Barn Park. It was that size, the plate. Mm. 
and that just used to cut out the fat mm. off the ham. Mm. And she used to put a load of honey on it. That's right. And and the cloves. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. When did you move to uh, Bankley Drive? Uh, I'm in Bankley. I tell you, I was in England. Where in England did you go? Oh God! From we drove first, we we went to uh, Rotherhouse. Mm. Um, it was um, down in um, it was near um, Lewisham and all them places. Mm, mm. And then uh, I loved it. We were working in the hospital. But, this sister, she mm. hated, mm. and it was um, old people, and you know, mm. she's upset. And what, were you, what were you doing in there for this? Well, we were helping the nurses. Right, fantastic. Yeah. But she didn't like it, mm. and then she was she um, she used to be saying to me, "I'm not staying here," mm. Mm. and I was kind of on my own then, like I used to mm. live with my aunt, you know. What made you go to England? Well, we were kind of fed up, mm. you know. We were kind of. I don't know, um, I said, I'm taking him. My husband, um, Jimmy, he was in the army. Mm, mm. He was in the army and his time was up in May. Mm. So um, he was only, um, he was three years younger than me. Mm. So I said, look, I'm going to England anyway. I said, mm, mm. you know. See what's going so on we went to England and, yeah. So then we moved up around um, uh, Elam Broadway, Acton, oh. all them places. You were, you were near where I was. Well, you were, um, I would have been, uh, let me see, uh, Labrick Grove, Portobello Road. Oh, I remember Shepherd's that place, Bush. the big Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. And we were in Acton. Yeah, and, um, no acting very well. I worked in, um, now, your man that done me the book and all for me. Mm. Now, like, we weren't allowed, but I was a soldier in Jubilee in North Acton. I used to soldier the emergency things at the top of the ambulance. Go I had away. a special job there. Really? Yeah. And so I you're think, talking about the the lights and yes, everything? The light, no these way. These things just squint the lights. And Fred used to say to me, the man who was working there, he said, I wouldn't ask the other two, that's Breed and Doyle and my sister. I, he said, I know, he said, that you're very sensible, he said. I said, you know, little do you know how mad I really am. But anyway, he's, he's, I get a bonus for doing, him, doing mm. so many, you know. But then I left there. Mm. Uh, I went out on the Great West Road. I went out to... Um, um, what you call it? Ultra electronics. Right. And I was doing all army boards out there. Okay. You know, and um, yeah, I was there. The wages were better there as well. You know. What What year are we talking about when we're you were talking in about uh, about sixty seven? Yeah. Okay. You know, sixty seven. But then um, when Jimmy came over, um, he walked in different places, and mm. he went. We went back up around Rotherhouse again. Mm. Went up to the old Kent Road up around that way, and. Uh, I used to do early morning cleaning with my aunt. Mm. I used to clean an insurance place uh, up in um, Tower Hill. No, it wasn't Tower Hill. It was um, the big bridge, what do you call it? Uh, London Bridge. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she walked across the road with me. Yeah. No she walked way. across the road <laughs> and she was looking over at me. I used to hoover in Ireland. Then I'd go back in the evening and do it again. I'd do two hours in the morning, six days. And then I'd go on to um, Piccadilly Circus. Mm. I'd go on to Piccadilly. I walked in the Regent Palace Hotel and it's clean bathrooms and toilets there. Right. So I came, I'd come home then in the evening and I'd have to go off again at six to eight with my aunt again to do the two hours again. You were grafting over yeah, there, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. How long were you in England for? I was in England from uh, 66. Then uh, we got married in 68. Mm. And so, did you move back to Bankley Drive? Oh, we went back into Barn Park. Barn Park, there. sorry, yeah. We lived there for four years in the smallest room in the house. 
we, we were sleeping. Mm. Some of them were sleeping in prams, mm. some were sleeping in carry cots, mm. uh, and a double bed in the smallest room in the house. Yeah. You know? And when did you come up here? And we came, we, we even got the second lot of houses. Mm. They didn't even give us the first lot. Mm. Um, I am here about 51 years. 51 years. Yeah, yeah. I am, yeah. Frankly, yeah. Drive's lovely, isn't it? It's not too many some lovely years people, ago. lovely people here. Huh? They are lovely people. Mm. Do you know what? It was a mad place years ago. I, I believe all, it was. All, all yeah. my children were reggae music. I've, I've heard the stories, the legendary stories oh about my Bankany God, Drive. <laughs> and you know where they all lodged up in my room, up in their room upstairs? <laughs> Just be playing the reggae music. My eldest son, he's reggae <laughs> Oh, I know you're a big fan of the bingo these days. I know you go to Hillview, don't you? And, I do, and, and do I go to care. And you go to care as yeah. well, you enjoy the bingo? I love the bingo. I won, um, the, I won the um, uh, lottery, isn't it? The Hillview lottery. I won it twice. <laughs> yeah, I, one was um, 2,000, I think, and the other was 1,000 something. Mm, fantastic. Yeah, it was great, yeah. Tell you, luck is on your side there, Yeah, Philly. but this is it, Jess. Yeah. So I said to Seamus, I'm waiting to win it the third time. <laughs> Of a long ways, I think. He's lovely, Seamus, isn't oh, he? Oh, he's guest. He's such a lovely fellow. He really, really But is. Martha's guest, you know. She's... Martha, yeah. Martha <clears throat> put me on to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's oh, so funny. <laughs> he comes into the bingo and I'm always giving out to him about the heat. Mm. <laughs> but lovely. They are lovely over there. They give us tea and coffee. That's and right. They get biscuits, I believe, and everything over there. Oh, Very they do, nice yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one final question for you. Do you have a favourite part or place in Clonmel? Is there a certain place you just like more than any other part of the town? To go, you mean? Yeah. Well, you see, a lot of the places now, um, I used to go with, I used to pal around this woman, Peg Hennessy. She's 94 now. Mm. And every Sunday night, um, every Sunday night, we go to Butler's as our, as our needs, which is broke down now. Mm, mm. And we go to Carey's first mm -hmm. and then Butters. And mm -hmm. the both of suffered with our legs with the arthritis. Mm. And she'd say, we'd ride to get the taxi down to here. Now, but it's not even five minutes walk. Oh, I won't be dancing tonight. She would be in the door five minutes and she'd be off dancing. <laughs> and then she'd be killing me because I wouldn't be that. I can't with my legs and the pain is too yeah, bad. Yeah. But, but that's where I used to love Butler. We used to have a great time there, Fantastic you know. Fantastic time, yeah. And you see, she she's in a home now, Jess uh, Big. So I don't go out much. Mm -hmm. I bet me bingo. Well. <laughs> go to the, the um, what you call it, the um, Tadpus Hotel. Now, uh, some of my friends in the Dolphin Swimming Club, I mean, that 41 years That's now. right, you're involved in the Dolphin Swimming Club, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Never swam. Okay, but you're Never. involved but in the Zurich Club. All the other things in it. <laughs> Fundraising. Um, I used to be the transport officer, collecting people along the way every night. But, um, yeah, I never swam. Never at all, Phyllis? No. I learned a few times. I, I tried to learn. I nearly drowned two men one night. Oh, you nearly drowned two men yeah. who were teaching you to swim? No. They were teaching, they were being learned as well. Oh, so right. Kathleen Long, she said, put your toes under the bear. Oh my God, there's a name. And fire yourself out. And he said to me, this fellow, so I'm taking off his glasses. She, you won't pull me down, he said, if you're going drowning. I said, I won't be going alone. <laughs> oh my God. So I cut the tube when I was having, I was panicking. I cut the tube. Oh, they kept complaining me to Kathleen. She nearly drowned us as well. I remember Kathleen years ago, 
when I was doing my lifeguard exams, and I think. Oh, you used to be doing it too. Yeah, I think it. Kathleen was involved in in that actually. Lovely lady, but you're you're still in the club anyway. Oh, I'm still there. Fantastic. And I keep telling them. I'm giving it up now, so now yeah, we'll be collecting it. <laughs> Phyllis, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for telling us your story on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank You're you, welcome. Phyllis. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Clonmel Podcast. Thank you, Phyllis. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 9th of February. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, I'd love to hear from you. You can email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and also on X. And, of course, on the website, www.theclonmelpodcast.com. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week with, oh, I believe, it's our Clonmel's Wild Geese feature. Until then, bye-bye. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.